You're listening to Inspiration Noble County, a podcast dedicated to restoring and building up our community. At the end of today's podcast, we will provide valuable contact and resource information. For now, grab a cup of coffee, tea, or your favorite beverage and join our host, Banner Kid, for today's episode of Inspiration Noble County. And thank you for tuning in to Noble County Inspiration. This is Banner Kidd, and today my special guest in the studio is none other than the irrepressible Fred Inniger. Fred and I go way back uh, to high school when Fred was uh, a teacher, then a, a counselor, and and all that went with that uh, way back in the early 70s. And uh, so I'm so excited to have him here. He is also... Uh, member of the Indiana Broadcast Hall of Fame. Very cool thing. Very well-deserved award. Also uh, a Distinguished Media Service Award through the IHSAA. And I know Fred, and many of you do as well, as the biggest cheerleader that this county has ever had and ever will have. Hello, Fred. How are you doing? I'm doing great since I've seen you. You made my day. I remember the days when we were together down at East Noble, and you were one of the leaders, a positive leader down there, and did so many things. Now, to see what you've done, uh, not just where you're at now, but your whole life, and what you're doing now in downtown Kenneville, this is fantastic. You always were uh, someone that was uh, motivated and a program on the move, I used to say, is that Banner always has a program on the move, (laughs) and that's what you have now, so it's my honor to be with you. Well, that's awesome, Fred. And you've been a big part of everything that's been happening around Noble County for many years, especially Kendallville and East Noble High School. Uh, when I said before you're the biggest cheerleader uh, that this county has ever known, you certainly are the biggest cheerleader for Kendallville and East Noble and help it to grow in many ways. Well, I don't know about that. I just enjoy life. I enjoy uh, young people. I enjoy middle-aged people. I enjoy going to some of the retirement homes and talking to those folks and man I learn a lot all the time talking to everybody and uh, if someone thinks they know it all uh, they just haven't talked to a lot of people haven't they? <laughs> well that's certainly true Fred I know that the more I learn the less I realize that I really know it all about anything yeah well you know it's, it's just a pleasure and in this community there's a lot of hidden gems, you know, people that have some stories and have done things or have grandparents. One of them, if I can bring it up, uh, you know, I was just amazed what Jim Schwarzlander did back in November. You know, who would have thought we'd have almost 100 people at the CLC that had connections with grandparents in World War One or World War Two and stories about what's happened that never were told. Yeah. And uh, not just about that, but so many different things. So many people are modest of what they've done in this community. And there are many people, like Banner Kid, many people that do so many things that don't toot their own horn, but behind the scenes do so much. And, well, that's what makes this place a great place to live and learn. Well, thank you, Fred. I'm honored to, uh, to be included in that group of people. You know, you are a friend of so many people, and I know that uh, that's how you approach what you do. It's just uh, you're having simple conversations with people uh, to highlight what they're doing, right? Uh, what I like to do with people, I don't like to ask yes and no uh, questions. I learned that a long time when I first started interviewing people. Uh, the fewer yes and no questions you ask, and, and more like banner 
tell me how you feel about being in downtown Kenneville. Well, you can't answer that yes or no. Now, you're the superstar, Banner, and I'll tell you, there's a special place in heaven for people like you. I want you to know. <laughs> well, that's kind of you to say that, Fred. You know, uh, I do believe that God has a special place in heaven for us when we put our trust and faith in Jesus Christ, and, and I think there's just a lot of people like that, don't you? Well, we know, we believe the scriptures, there's a place waiting for you, right? Amen, Fred. That's absolutely true. You know, Jesus came to save us. He died and rose again and uh, and set us free from the curse of sin and death. But he's not only uh, has a place in heaven for us, but he's also doing something in our hearts. And over time, he changes us into the kind of uh, men or women that he wants us to be. Tell us a little bit about uh, Fred Inniger. Tell us about where you began and, and what made Fred who Fred is today. Well, that, I have to go way back to Bird, Indiana. I was born in 1944. Burn, uh, a small community, but uh, rather conservative, but uh, a community that, that cared. And I grew up there. And growing up there, my parents, um, you know, we always had enough to eat or whatever, but we had just one car. Certainly, we're not wealthy, but uh, certainly a family who, a family of faith, and uh, believed to give back and believed that if you were blessed, you should let other people know. So it started all the way back there. And then, like many people, when I was in school, and uh, even in elementary, but in high school, I had that special math teacher who was a basketball coach and a math teacher. And being in the class, I said, that's what I want to do. I want to be just like him. You know, uh, I want to be like uh, Charles Tharp. I want to be a math teacher that helps people. I want to be a coach that does more than just X's and O's. And so not just uh, Chuck Tharp, but Leroy Sprunger, and another people, other people in my life growing up were great mentors. Uh, when I, you know, at school and after school and the activities at Burn, there was a big um, active Youth for Christ uh, organization, the Youth for Christ meeting then. And that was back in the days you could do all kinds of things. They could come into the schools and whatever. And uh, so I had a lot of adults, uh, mentors that I looked at, said, that's what I want to do. And so, you know, talking with them, you know, that's, uh, then I did go to college. I uh, found out and talking that you know teaching and coaching might be what uh, might something I might want to like. I went to college for that. I was fortunate enough to uh, when I graduate uh, to come uh, to East Noble School Corporation, and that was the first year they were a corporation. I think in 1964, but that was the first year the high school was a high school. And so they let all the Rope City and Aleville and Kenderville people, uh, if they want to go to the high school, they could. So there was like seven of us new teachers at Aleville. And I thought, oh, yeah, I, I'll go there and I'll teach a year or two and I'll look around and see if I want to find that. Well, I never left. I just fell in love with this place and always had an opportunity to continue. And I was at Aleville for three years. And then in 69, I was uh, fortunate enough to come to the high school as assistant basketball coach, baseball coach, and uh, a teacher. And then in dealing with a lot of people, as you know, Banner, you deal with a lot of people, you are a guidance person, a guidance counselor, if you want to be or not, because so, kids look up to you, they ask you, and I, you know, kids are always saying, what about this, what about this, or I was crushed when I would have some athletes that didn't want to go home. I said, wait a minute, I'll take, no, what, 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 well, there's no one home, and I don't want to go home, and, and then started to find out 
that not everybody was as fortunate as I was or uh, had the family ties. There were people who didn't know who was going to be at home when they went home. And uh, that's how I got interested in saying, I think maybe I want to get in guidance. So I was a teacher for nine years and then became a guidance counselor and was in guidance nearly 30 years. But through all that, I was teaching uh, and coaching and got involved in broadcasting in 69, actually, because when I went to the high school, I went to uh, when I was uh, our coach, Jim Calvin, as head coach, I was assistant. He said, now we want to support all the programs. And he said, our, we have a football game before school starts at Bluffton. Well, that's near Burn. And I said, I'll go to that. And he says, yeah, we're, he's still with basketball shirt so people know that the basketball team is supporting that and I went and some names that you're going to remember when I walked there I was single at the time Bird was just what 13 miles from Bluffton went there for that first football game in the fall of 69 I saw this guy carrying a couple of suitcases and had a hat and and it said W-A-W-K on it well as I found out it was Roscoe Bowers now his real name was Roscoe Bowers Sox as you probably know but on the air he was Roscoe Bowers yes. and I went up to him and said hey can I help you it looks like you're full well that would be nice can you carry the suitcase and uh, I started talking well he says I'm here to broadcast the East Noble Bluffton football game here. Uh, we're at WWK. We want to do a broadcast. And I'm, uh, I said, I, I guess I'm the sports director, but I do more things than that. We're not big enough to just have a full-time sports director and just do sports. So he says, I have to do uh, DJing and all sorts of things, but I do the sports. And so we had a ladder that went up to the press box. And so he, just kind of like you put things in your attic if you have stairs. He went up and then I'd hand it to him, whatever. And he said, well, well what are you doing during the game? And I said, well, I don't know. I was going to watch. He said, well, you would stand behind me and spot for me. In other words, he had a program, and he says, boy, it's sometimes hard to tell the banner kid make that tackle or who was it that made that tackle. He said, I'd be, uh, be nice if you could spot. And I said, sure, because that'd be fun. So I did that. And then afterwards, he says, what are you doing next week? He says, that made it nice, and that started. So I started uh, actually doing football. Uh, WAWK it wasn't called the Hawk then right. it's just uh, WAWK in 1969 to fall I've done it ever since for uh, uh, a number of years well actually uh, for about uh, as long as uh, Roscoe Bowers here and then we had JD uh, CJ Dover came and then we also had Larry Gilland doing sports yeah, and then when he left and I started doing the, the play-by-play but through the car and the uh, uh, play by play I, I missed my 54th year I've been doing it 53rd year uh, I started to do basketball after uh, eight, I was with the basketball program for eight years of varsity and then after that they said well hey would, would you do basketball and so that's how I got started I was the baseball coach so we did broadcast I didn't have a chance to broadcast baseball when I retired after 18 years then they said well how about baseball you know so and softball and I did softball and baseball and girls basketball at one time uh, as a coach and boys basketball and but always uh, since this in 69 been involved in the uh, the um, radio business or sports and you remember the great show patterns and stereo I do. fred man oh yeah 
past. And Banner, now, you were part of WAWK. You were there. And you can remember the big 33 and a half yeah. and yeah. Patterns. And then we had people like Fred Manahan yeah. and uh, Roos was there yeah, and RJ. Yeah. And we had all kind of people there. And then at one time they brought in when we had a very – now, when I say we, I was still teaching. I was not at the radio station. I was just doing sports. But we had people like – Dan Gondor, Dick Donovan, John English, uh, Larry Gillen. I mean, they had a bunch of DJs and all through until it was sold to what became BTU. Yeah. And uh, that time, BTU, as you can tell better than I can, they only wanted the FM. That's right. Doug Wagner wanted the FM. He didn't want the AM. the FM. So Don Moore, who was also out there, said, well, I'm going to keep the AM. Of course, that was a sun up to sundown. But what he had us do, what he had me do, a sports show a little bit, that he could play on Saturday mornings because it was light outside. Right. And uh, couldn't do night games because they had to go down with the sun and so forth. Well, Don had a passion, and you know, Banner, because you were part of all this, that uh, he wanted to do this. But in order to keep it going, man, he did all kind of things. He uh, he did the fireworks, you know, was involved in the fireworks, but he did placemats, and he did a lawn, he had a lawn business and whatever. But somehow... With the help of the mayor and a lot of people, and finally in 2010, he was able to get this translator, 95 fine and re- five, and renamed it the Hawk and brought it back. And that's when we brought local sports back here to uh, Kendallville. But during that time, um, I got to know a lot of people. And when the FM went to Fort Wayne, I happened to know uh, Wayne Paradise, who was over in Auburn. Wayne, that's a good back then. Uh, with had both an AM and an FM, right. and they were able to split it. And I went to Wayne. And I said, Wayne, if I sell it, would you? I know you're doing uh, decal sports on the AM. Would you consider doing the FM? And of course, Wayne, not in a nasty way, but he said, Well, Fred, it's all about finances. If you can show me a profit, ah, we'll try it and see what happens. So fortunately, we didn't have a break in East Double Sports. We went to WIF. Well, then, as you know the story, WIF was sold. And there was a, a gentleman by Flying Brian who used to be on WoWo. Yep. And he bought the station in Warsaw and then later bought what was cow country. Right. Uh, I think the tower wasn't in Ligonier. Yep. And uh, I'm not sure who owned that, but he bought that. Well, Ligonier not being that far from us, when the whiff was sold, I got a hold of Brian. I said, Brian, I think we can make some money. How about, you know, you got the Warsaw Station, but would you consider putting East Double Sports on what was cow country if I go sell? Well, again, not nasty or not inappropriately. He says, well, you know, it's about dollars and cents and we were fortunate enough to be able to sell and a great community wanted to do it mm-hmm. and that happened well then that went out we uh, found a place called Victory uh, the Victory Radio Network uh, Calvary. Calvary that's yeah, what yeah. it was yeah. <laughs> yeah now you were part of that I was, yes. and somehow and you, you were the one that said and I think I think the uh, radio station was up in Brighton yeah, that's right Brighton Indiana and I remember we came down to East Noble High School to meet with you, Fred, to set that whole thing up. Yeah, we did, because we were looking to keep going, and you came and met, and uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the nice people, uh, gosh, my husband and wife, 
And fortunately, Banner Kid saved our lives. He's our hero. He is our legend, our celebrity. And so we uh, started to do East Noble Sports with you. And then what happened is in 2010, Don Moore got the nighttime. And he came to me and he said, Fred, I love Banner. I love Calvary. But... I'd like to keep the money in Kennevale, but I need the money too, he said, Uh because you know sports generates money, and that's when we switched over then to what he, he, I guess he's the one that named it the Hawk, right? Right. He had to get, uh, you try to get her. So we were fortunate enough to not have any break because of the great people like Banner Kid to keep up East Double Athletics, and that's what we're still doing now. And so that tells you how old I am, Banner. (laughs) But but through all this, it was a great, because being in the high school and math teacher for nine years then getting in guidance and I also taught driver's training and the reason I wanted to do that and I taught the class I was the only one who taught the class I had a chance to meet every and when I say everyone I'm sure there's a few people that didn't take driver's training but for most part everyone took driver's training they took the classroom and I taught the classroom so I had a chance on a positive way mm-hmm. to meet almost every student that ever went through East Noble High School starting in 1969 well, because we had, you know, everyone wanted to drive, and they right. wanted, and whatever. And you, and I remember, I'm sure you're part of that. We had the classroom uh, there at East Oval, and then uh, you'd come there and have the classroom, and then you'd have your driver instructor and have a, two or I three. Had Bill you had Bill. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh, my. There's, Bill was very thorough, but, boy, he was, well. Yeah. Yeah. But we had all these. But I was part of that, and that's how I got to know people. And, again, that was on a positive note mm-hmm. because people want to drive and people said, oh my, how'd you get along with these kids? I didn't have any problems because they wanted to drive. Right. And so they, they were going to act up and they they didn't want to get thrown out of class. They they wanted a driver's license. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was, a, you know, I taught driver's training for 32 years. That was a great experience, a great experience. Well, Fred, you spend most of your life talking up other people, giving them a chance to tell their story and gosh, you're just so kind. And I mean, I know I'm a recipient of that where uh, you always have such great things uh, to say about me and to say about other people. But, you know, Fred, the reality is uh, you have contributed so much to this community. Uh, you've been involved in so much over the years. Uh, and sometimes that uh, that really doesn't get focused on at all. Well, you say that. But I've been blessed by the Lord. Oh, my gosh, I can't thank the Lord enough. It's all because of him. I give him all the thanks. But I want to tell you, when you say that I've done th- I've done nothing, Banner. I could not broadcast a basketball game if we didn't have coaches and players out there. If I would just go sit down and try to talk, it isn't me. I didn't score a basket. Did you know that? At East Noble, I didn't make a pass. I didn't get a rebound. When I was coaching baseball, I didn't strike out anybody. I didn't hit a home run. I was just sitting there watching other people like Banner Kid do this. And, you know, so there's no there's no uh, body that should give me any compliments. I need to give all of you the compliments because the only thing that I had was a big mouth and I could talk about things. Mm-hmm. But I've been blessed to be able to talk about so many positive things that happened. And let's go back to East Noble. We're talking about athletics, and I'm very proud of that. 
But man, we had a very active theater class, oh very active music department, our band and whatever. And, and because I taught driver's training, I liked to uh, go to the concerts and so forth and see what talent we had. Great FFA people. I went to the Nationals and FFA and, and Spell Bowl and you name it and Banner. You know, all I did, I happened to be at the right place at the right time to rub shoulders with people like the great Banner kid and people say something to me about being a positive I said hey it's not me I did nothing uh, with the help of the good Lord I've been able to talk with people that made me look smarter than I was and then smarter than I am that's true Fred you know the mark of a good leader is to be able to surround yourself by, with people that can get things done and highlight that and give them the freedom uh, to just run with it uh, but you know Fred you have done so much and you have uh, uh, been able to be recognized uh, throughout the state of Indiana, Indiana Broadcasters Hall of Fame and some other things. Uh, that's some pretty great stuff, Fred. Yeah, I tell you, I, I just thought maybe it's because it's old. I, I think they thought I'm going to die when they sent me the letter that uh, I was going to get the Distinguished Media Award for for broadcasting uh, for, uh, in the state of Indiana. In there was a, uh, a business card from the funeral home. Oh, no, no. Not really. Not really. But no, what it is, it's an award for people uh, they give one every year and they try to find someone who's contributed to high school sports because it was by the Indiana High School Athletic Association. They try to find someone who's given back to the high school scene. And uh, th- when I look back and see who won it, they look at people longevity and people who've done it. And because I've been in it for 54 years and whatever, but very, very fortunate. And boy, the consistent commissioner and the people from the state came up and that, uh, very honored. But, you know, I've been very honored, blessed with many awards but the wards you don't take with you all banner you know and i don't want to sound like i'm not grateful i am grateful i mean it's nice to get things here on earth but you know people sometimes uh, have a false priority saying oh you got this award and you got that award and it's nice but there's one more award that's more precious to me than that well, Fred, I certainly agree with that. And, you know, you talk a lot about supporting uh, the high school here and the community. And, and uh, Fred, you do that naturally because you're a part of this community, aren't you? Well, I've been here, well, I was going to say all my life. That's not true because I'm born and raised in Burn. But when I, came, when I came here in 1966, I've been here ever since. And I and, uh, met my wife here, and we've been married almost 50 years. And, uh, of course, raised my son and family here and granddaughters or whatever but been part of this community and anything mm-hmm. it can be church it can be a lions club uh-huh. it can be rotary it can be chamber anything you get involved in and actively involved in you're going to get out far more than what you give Amen. and you know if we can just get people involved and i was fortunate enough to decide, uh, I don't want to sit back. I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to be part of the solution. And in order to do that, you have to get involved. And so uh, I was fortunate. I was an outgoing person, so it was easier for me. But I got involved in some service clubs, got involved in various things, got involved in all types of things. And that's why all these good things have come by, because you say, well, the community. Well, I enjoy. How can you not enjoy what we do here yeah. with the uh, the Windmill Museum and all that sort of thing? Go see 
see the lights at Christmas time. The Christmas cars across the way. Uh, what we and go and see the car shows that are downtown and all these sorts and the popcorn stands oh, back boy. and all this and on and on I could go. Yeah. So many activities, CLC now and, all, and what you are doing here, Banner, and so many things that are happening here. If you get involved, you're going to get back more, far more than what you're going to give. And so I, you know, when you say I've been involved, yes, but it's been a blessing. I've been, mm-hmm. I'm the one that's been blessed, mm-hmm. not the people who've been blessed by me. Yeah, Fred, it is an absolute blessing to be a part of this community. And and you talk a lot about that, about uh, being on the various boards and helping out in that way and being involved in the community events and uh, and uh, doing a lot of good things. And, you know, a lot of people know who you are and what you've done here in the Kendallville area uh, for the youth and, and for this community over the years. But tell us a little bit about Fred Inniger. The Fred Inniger we know, how did you get where you are today? How did you become the Fred Inniger that we know and love? Well, you know, when uh, they find suckers, they take advantage of them, see? <laughs> Being, when I was in school, I, I was teaching, mm-hmm. I was really, and because of driver's training, I, I really had a passion for talking to kids about the misuse of drugs and, uh, you know, where people end up and this type of thing, and um, along with a lot of other things. And that this kind of segue with the Noble County Drug-Free, mm-hmm. uh, I'm on their board, a couple boards, of prevention and whatever and and uh, that's one of my passions is that education and whatever and I feel I really feel big with so yeah I'm on five or six different boards partially because Don Moore was and of course didn't they on the chamber board they wanted someone from the radio station and of course the Christmas parade they wanted something from the radio. but then uh, Nick Newton uh, taught me into being on the uh, I'm trying to think of the readiness the, the uh, emergency management board uh, and and we meet and talk about what happens if a train spills and has mm-hmm. has all kind of chemical. What happened? What are we going to do? What happens uh, when we have tornadoes coming this right. way? Whatever. And these are all things helping people. And so between that and drug-free Noble County and several boards there, and then the church, and then this. You know, when I was in school. I was on a number of boards there. And um, like I say, I was on the library board. That's one of my favorite things. And then when I moved to uh, Noble Hawk, I had to resign because I moved out of the library district. But very proud of what we did there and of course then the things that happened in school the great things that came my way of the uh, school the wars the hall of fames and so forth is all because of other people mm-hmm. and what is the song i think barbara streisand had a song my wife was her people who need people are the luckiest people in the world wasn't there a song like that and boy that is so true people who need people we all i need them i you probably don't because you're you're a superstar but but people who need people and and you know i just i I enjoy going on the boards and I learn so much and mm-hmm. do that. Now, the other thing that being on all these boards have done, it's really been healthy for my marriage because I'm never home. <laughs> so, so my wife and I are never home to fight. No, I have a woman <laughs> for life and whatever. I tease people and she does too and say, well, yeah, when he's off the games, whatever, we, we're not home to, again, but she loves athletics. Fortunately, she was a cheerleader in high school and, and all this sort of thing. So, it's just been a blessing. But so many great people here, Banner of which you're one, but so many other people that just take charge and make this place a great place to be and I know I'm talking too much no 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 you're not talking too much Fred actually I do have one other question for you uh, as you're in and uh, about this community being involved and with a lot of people tell me who are some of the people that uh, in your mind are the rising stars in this community that will continue this process 
process of, of building and growing uh, the Noble County, Kendallville area? Well, when you look back at the school and uh, see people, some of the rising stars, there's a group called MIAC, which is a group that meets with the mayor, and they are students from uh, East Noble High School, and their purpose is to meet with the mayor every month, and they talk about, with the mayor, what the kids are talking about in school and saying, here's how we think we can segue it over to help the city. One of them is they, they painted the alley there by uh, uh, the Strand and then, then one of these other things. And there are so many rising stars, kids there, uh, that, that have done so many great things there. Uh, when you talk about the rising stars here, it's nice when you have people come back. Uh, one of the people, uh, Peppel, um, I'm trying to think his first name, who's in charge of the special ed at, at East Noble. He's a rising star because he's done all these uh, flag football, all these basketball for um, for our special needs students. Oh, wow. Ryan Pepples, his name. Mm-hmm. When we talk about a rising star, uh, it's easy to help people when they're almost perfect. But he has created, Ryan Pepple, who's a, a special needs teacher over at the high school, has now developed like four or five different sports for the uh, special needs students. They're now in flag football, they're in uh, basketball, they're in track, and uh, I don't know if you've heard of him or heard that program uh, uh, of the uh, special needs uh, programs. Well, what a rising star, of course, he is. And, uh, and when you talk about rising stars, those are adults. Certainly, we have some rising stars. John Dixon, uh, who is a resource officer, you know, we used to think policemen, oh my, this is that. Right. John is over at the high school, and he gets to matters before they happen. Mm-hmm. Talking with kids, has that great rapport with kids. And he's a rising star in that he's uh, stopped things before they happen, and we don't know about much of that. And, you know, you talk about a rising star. When you talk about young people, when I see Max Bender, who's at Purdue, a fourth year, and then I was hired, he's, at the end of this year, he's going to have his pilot's license, hired by American Airlines, saying that you were the number one uh, person in that aviation program Program. We want to put you at the top. They have him flying around the Purdue teams, flying down around, and he, like I say, was immediately gobbled up by American Airlines, and they are going to put him out. Uh, hopefully, they want him to go out to Washington and be part of uh, being involved in some of the more prestigious things. You talk about a rising star, Zach Benedict, who was named Citizen of the Year in Fort Wayne, a great East Noble student. His wife, Nikki, is now a consular at East Noble. What a rising star she is. And I could go on and on. How many hours do you have? I want to tell you, there are rising stars everywhere. Students, teachers, and adults. Mm -hmm. And uh, another rising star. I don't think this person's a rising star. is already there. And I'm talking to him right now. Banner Kid, you've been a a star all your whole life. That's why we're talking today. Because of you, you are, again, a superstar. And I'm a great fan of the St. Louis Cardinals. They had a pitcher once who was pretty good back in 35 by the name of Dizzy Dean. I don't know if you ever heard of him. And he was having a great year. Actually won 35 ball games that year. And and he went after post game. He'd tell the uh, press and tell the sports right, man, did you see how I struck out Horn? 
Horace Wagner, did you say I did it? They said, Dizzy, you're always bragging. He says, let me tell you something, fellas. It ain't bragging if it's the truth. And I'll never forget that. And when we talk about the great Banner kid, it ain't bragging if it's the truth. You are a superstar, Banner. And I'm sorry for talking too much. Fred, you're not talking too much, but I will say I'm pretty humbled that you would include me in that list of people that you call superstars. And, you know, I, I guess I don't consider myself one. I'm just doing what I what I do. But I was reminded of something when I was listening to you. When I first came to Kinderville back in uh, 1965, when we drove into town, uh, I remember seeing a sign uh, that said, the world takes what Kinderville makes. And at the time, I, you know, I didn't really understand that. I was 10 years old. But as I grew older and began to understand, it was talking about the industry in Kendallville. I mean, uh, we had an industry, foundries, and a lot of different factories that made a lot of stuff that went out and impacted the whole world, the auto industry and things like that. But I realize that what that really is, as I hear you, is the people, the people that uh, are raised up here in Kendallville with good work ethic and and uh, a good aptitude and an understanding and a caring that go out and impact the entire world, right? But yeah, there was a big sign amongst the crafts and others. The world takes what Kendallville makes. I remember that sign, sure. And the world listens to people like Banner Kid. And you know what I found out, Banner? When you witness to people and talk to people, you may think they're ignoring you. They aren't. You know, as the seeds planted, and I've had people come back when I was doing guidance, who'd come back six months later and say, Mr. Inniger, you know when you said to me such and such, and I ignored you, I've been thinking about that. And your ministry is just like that, Banner. You like to have instant success. It's like we're on instant potatoes. We want to instant this and that. We all like to have things happen instantly. But that isn't how it always works. Most of the time, not. I just want you to know your ministry is a fantastic superstar ministry. And don't you think you don't make a difference because you do, Banner. Well, Fred, uh, I thank you for that. And, uh, you know, uh, it's really important to remember, like you have, uh, all of the people that have been involved in our lives that have made a way for us to do what we do. And, you know, for me, I am so thankful for all the people uh, over the years, but in particularly where I'm at right now uh, with inspiration. I'd like to thank Andrew Foster, Andy Foster, our CEO, and uh, the founder of Inspiration Ministries. Uh, He uh, made a way, uh, along with other people, to put me in this place uh, to allow me to just love on people and to to be a part of of helping people to navigate through the troubles and trials in life and and to make their life better, to restore community. Uh, And at the end of the day, though, the most important one to thank is Jesus Christ. You and I both know that if it weren't for him, uh, we wouldn't even be alive, let alone have a ministry, right? You can't take any trophies with there or blue ribbons. Those don't mean a thing. You put them on a shelf. It's all about, like you say, it's all about Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, I think the sad thing, I, I get frustrated when I see they talk about how church attendance is not what it used to be and whatever. And you know, that bothers me because we know, you know, he's the one Amen. that makes it all happen. Amen, Fred. And as the Bible tells us, without him, we can do absolutely nothing. And uh, so we give him all the praise and all the honor for it. And I want to take a moment to thank you. I appreciate you coming in, spending time with us on the podcast, Noble County Inspiration. We'll touch base again at some time in the future. Meantime, may the Lord richly bless you in all that you do. Banner, I appreciate you allowing me to ramble on. I know that I get carried away sometimes, but you are 
super. Thanks so much. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you for listening to Inspiration Noble County. Inspiration is a ministry dedicated to helping the least, the last, and the lost, specializing in recovery, treatment, and housing, and focused on building up the entire community, one life at a time. You can learn more at inspirationministries.com. Please like us on Facebook at The 112. That's the words, The 112, spelled out with no spaces. Join us next time for another episode of Inspiration Noble County. Meantime, may the Lord bless you, keep you, and make his face shine upon you.